In a world that tells us that we outgrow picture books, one author seeks to tell a different story. Picture books are for grown-ups too. Hello friends, welcome to Picture Books Are For Grown-Ups Too, the podcast where we believe you're never too old for a great picture book. And we also believe that these tiny tales can lead to big connection. I'm your host, Patrice Scopo, and I write lyrical stories that celebrate joy, expand understanding, and foster compassion. I'm the author of the essay collection, All the Colors We Will See. My debut picture book, All the Places We Call Home, is based on one of the essays in my collection. Thanks for joining in today's conversation. I'm delighted to have you here. Hello, 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 picture book pals. You all, I am super excited to have picture book enthusiast Maria Maria Nyagum on the show today. As a picture book author with a forthcoming debut picture book, yay! She has a lot to say about the power of these tiny tales. We'll be talking about one of her favorite recent picture books, Watercress, written by Andrea Wang and illustrated by Jason Chin. Maria is a Sri Lankan Canadian children's book author. She was born in India and grew up in Nigeria and four provinces across Canada. Maria is a former chemical engineer who fell in love with children's books again after becoming an ama. Maria enjoys writing lyrical picture books centered on STEM, faith, and South Asian culture, as well as high concept middle grade grounded in culture. Her debut picture book, The Amazing Power of Girls, releases June 2024 from Source Books Explore. When Maria is not writing, she can be found traveling the world, devouring books, and spending time with her wonderful family. She resides in Alberta, Canada with her husband and two daughters. Welcome, Maria, to Picture Books Are For Grownups Too. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Hi, Patrice. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. And you picked such an amazing title. So I think we are going to have just a really rich discussion. But before we get to the book, I'm just curious why you think grownups benefit from reading picture books. Because, you know, here at this podcast, we believe you're never too old for a great picture book and you don't have to be a child or have a child or be a teacher or be a librarian in order to enjoy a picture book. So why do you think adults benefit from reading picture books, too? I love this idea and I find it to be so true because I think picture books are such a unique format. They're actually designed and intended to be a shared experience between a grown-up and a child. And the first yeah. reader is more often than not an adult. Ooh, that's and, a good point. I like that. And because it's designed to be read by a grown-up, the language is actually more elevated than what you would find in, say, mm -hmm. an early reader or a chapter book. So they're not like baby books for kids. They're actually designed to be read by a grown-up. Yes. Um, so in this way, I think an adult is actually meant to be reading a picture book. Yes. But more than that, I think picture books often share stories and these universal, timeless themes that tend to resonate so deeply with grownups yes. and to touch on their own lived experience and mm -hmm. emotions. So um, 
in the power of immersive storytelling. It says good storytelling engages our fundamental humanity. And I think most picture books do that. Ooh, um, I love that. Engages yeah. our fundamental humanity. We'll put that quote in the show notes, definitely. And I actually love using picture books in, in place of greeting cards, because I think Ooh. there's so many books for so many moments yes. and they're works of art that someone can keep forever and that can touch on that special location in a more permanent way. Yes. Oh, what a fun idea. I love that as well, that you could find a picture book that connects with the reason that you're even giving this thing. So that's wonderful. I think that's a fabulous idea. Well, based on what you said about that quote that you shared, can you repeat that quote one more time for me, please? Good storytelling engages our fundamental humanity. Well, I think the book that you chose, Watercrest by Andrea Wang and illustrated by Jason Chin, definitely engages our humanity. And I love this title. And for listeners who aren't familiar with this book, let me just share a little bit from the book summary. While driving through Ohio in an old Pontiac, a young girl's Chinese immigrant parents spot watercress growing wild in a ditch by the side of the road. They stop the car, grabbing rusty scissors and an old paper bag, and the whole family wades into the mud to gather as much as they can. At first, the young girl is embarrassed. Why can't her family just get food from the grocery store like everyone else? But when her mother shares a bittersweet story of her family history in China, the girl learns to appreciate the fresh food they foraged and the memories left behind in pursuit of a new life. Together, they make a new memory of watercress. And what a truly beautiful, touching story. I reread it just before this interview. And just as with the first time I read it, I could feel the tears that were forming behind my eyes as I was reading the story. So it's beautiful. Maria, can you just share a little bit about why you chose watercress for us to talk about today? I mean, it's exactly, it's exactly what you just said. It's just such an emotional story. And I also read it recently and I couldn't stop myself from crying. And I just think it touches on a theme that many adults feel in retrospect. And that's the shame or the embarrassment that you ever felt um, about being ashamed of your family as a child. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's a very powerful emotion in the moment. But then I think also for us as adults, looking back on our child self. Definitely. Definitely. Think about that. Yeah. I think um, it just raises these things of how we, in theory, change as we grow. And we, because of the presence of increased knowledge, are able to look back on situations in an altered way. So I think this book highlights that a lot. Definitely. And I was actually, I was able to attend an SCBD, SCBWI event on the making of this book. Oh, and yes. Andrea and Jason and Neil Porter, who is the editor, and Jennifer mm -hmm. Brown, who is the art director, and Aaron Murphy, who is Andrea's agent, were all on this panel. And Aaron said that she received the manuscript after she had just left the gym and she read it in her car and just started crying oh, in her wow. vehicle. Yes. And Neil, when he received the submission, he was actually overseas and he immediately emailed Aaron and said, don't do anything with this book until I'm back. Oh, wow. And wow. then Jennifer, as she was talking about it, started tearing up herself. And I just thought like, 
these are all different adults Mm -hmm. with different experiences. And they're all having a really big reaction to this book. And I think it's because although this book is a very specific story, the overarching theme of our family histories and memories and, you know, that embarrassment of our families like that, that resonates with everyone. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I think, you know, I think it it resonates with everyone. And then I think there's something very powerful about the way this story unfolds is that it almost feels as though there's this redemptive part of the story that I think in our own ordinary lives is not always the case for these moments and experiences we have. So I'd love for you to also just talk even more about some of the emotions and experiences that you see in Watercrest that you think would connect with adult readers. Yeah. So I think, you know, in Andrea's author's note, she says that this book was a love letter and an apology to her late parents. Oh my goodness. Yes. So beautiful to think about that. And I think that kind of those emotions that we have felt of growing up and maybe not even fully understanding our family Mm -hmm. history Mm -hmm. um, and therefore not being able to really have that empathetic viewpoint or that understanding of what our parents or our families were doing. Yeah. I think those emotions and experiences are, are very universal. And I think any adult, and I think we've seen that. I mean, this book, this book won a Newbery honor, which I think Mm -hmm. is so rare for a picture book and a Caldecott Mm -hmm. because the writing illustrations are stunning, but also because I think so many people read it and they just immediately connected with it. Connected with it, connected. And I think also when we talk about that idea of connecting with those feelings of shame we may have experienced in childhood, somehow related to our family, I love to think about how the author in this situation took that experience and told a new story about it in a way. So it's drawn obviously from the author's experience, but from the author's note that it's an apology and a love letter that she says. And I think even in that, that can inspire us as adult readers to think about how can we even take some of those moments and maybe tell a new story with it? Absolutely. I think that's, yeah, just really beautiful work thinking about that. Well, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. I was just going to add that in that event, Andrea talked about how this kind of book is, she, she called it memoristic. Mm -hmm. So it's just mining our lived experience and writing a story. And although it's specific, it's got this really universal theme. And it's just like you said, it's just looking back and reflecting on those moments, those memories, good and bad, and and retelling the story. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I think that is the reality of being human, right? That we hold these wonderful memories alongside hard memories as well. And Mm -hmm. I think even in this story, it shows us that those two things can exist together. Definitely. Well, Maria, I am passionate about creating spaces that encourage human thriving and As people know who listen to this podcast, I really believe that picture books are a wonderful gateway into that work, that picture books can help us celebrate the beauty of our own stories, but they can also help us connect with one another. And I know we've talked about some of this already, but I'm just wondering, related to Watercress, do you have an activity that grownups can engage with or maybe a question grownups can ask themselves to help them more deeply connect with their own story? Yeah, so I think like, 
as we've kind of touched on, I think there's a memoir in all this and a specific story that's true to our own lived experience. And I think mining those memories, both, both happy and hard and sad is a really great exercise. And then asking ourselves, like, how did we experience that as a child? What Mm. feelings did we had in the, in those moments and how do we feel about it now that we're grown up? Oh yes. what, What, what do we think about it now? What do we, what understanding do we bring to those moments that we didn't have when we were experiencing it as a kid? Ooh, I love that. What understanding of those moments do we bring to it now that we wouldn't have necessarily had as a child? I think that's a great way to think about mining memories and what we could actually do with those memories um, Mm -hmm. once we have them. So yeah, that's a wonderful activity. Well, similarly, do you have any activity or question based on Watercrest to help grownups more deeply connect with other grownups? So just thinking about us adults in the world, how can we, you know, understand each other a little bit more because of this book? Yeah, I think in many ways, the story touches on our histories, and how that informs the way that we were raised. Mm. And as I shared, lots of adults reacted to this book, and they all came from different experiences. So I think that this book offers an opportunity for listeners to reflect on their own histories and to ask questions of their own families and each other to know mm-hmm. how they came to be. Yes. So I've been recently asking my parents these questions because I find that a lot of immigrant parents aren't as transparent about it. They don't mm. kind of openly tell you. Yes. You know, Almost to spare yourself maybe or spare exactly. the child. Definitely. They struggle, want to shelter you from those hardships. Yes. And they didn't want you to kind of know what they were going through. But right. in that way, we we don't have that knowledge so that we don't, as children, we don't fully understand why it's happening. And I think asking those questions now, asking those questions of our families, then as kids, we can, un- even as kids or, and especially as grownups, we can understand the sacrifices. Yes, I think absolutely. Absolutely. Therapeutic to acknowledge it to our families and to build that deeper connection with our own parents and to grow in that gratitude Yes, for all the things that our families and in a special way, you know, immigrant families have done for each other that we maybe didn't understand when we were, when we were kids. Yeah. And then understanding that of each other as well. Um, yes. other people about their histories, I think, can be a really um, meaningful way to connect with yes. each other. Yes. I love the, I, excuse me, I love that. I love those ideas. And I think as you were talking, I, I just was thinking about my grandmother, um, my parents, as I mentioned on this podcast before, I'm the child of Jamaican immigrants. And I was thinking about my father's mother and how maybe about a decade ago, I used to call her and ask her questions just about her story of leaving Jamaica, coming to the United States. And Maria, there was so much I didn't know. There was just so much I didn't know. And I remember at the time, as I heard these stories, it changed the way I thought about things in the past in, in a really good way. It changed the way I thought about things. And there, I think what happened was just a deep sense of pride for what my grandmother had done and who she had been in the world. And I say all that because I think what you say is very powerful in terms of how we even rewrite the stories we may have been telling Absolutely. And, and, and Andrea says that in her art, 
or in her author's note as well in the back, she says, you know, if I had known mm, those stories right. as a child, like maybe I would have been more compassionate and less embarrassed and would have had more pride mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in my heritage. And I, and I think it's a fine balance. Like I think, you know, parents are so well-meaning. They want to shelter you from all that. They don't want you to know all the struggles and, and, and all that, but, but it is important, especially as adults to actually recognize it and, um, and be able to, to feel that pride and gratitude for. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you so much there. These are just wonderful activities. And as usual, I will be adding them to the show notes so people can think about how they can more deeply connect with their own story, but also with others around them, because I think these stories help to create connection. That's a very powerful thing um, just for human beings to have is connection with one another. Well, Maria, we are drawing to a close here, but I wonder, are there any upcoming projects you'd like to share? Could you talk to us a little bit about your debut picture book that will be coming out and any other final thoughts you'd like to tell us about what we've talked about, anything we might've missed? So the space is yours. Please just share what you'd like to. Thanks. Yeah. So my debut, The Amazing Power of Girls, will release in June of next year with source books. And it's a STEM-based girl empowerment picture book that actually reflects my own experience of pursuing engineering and finding very few women in this world with me. Yes. And so this book personifies different girls as forces, gravity and friction. And that is so (laughs) neat. I love the idea. For listeners who don't know, I also studied engineering and worked as an engineer prior to this writing life. So Maria and I have a lot of connections in this area. So I just love the concept that you shared. I'm sorry, please keep going. No. Yeah. And so I, um, I hope it'll, I hope it'll, you know, inspire more girls to consider pursuing STEM or have that as a part of their lives. And then I also have a couple of cultural picture books that have memoiristic elements. um, Oh, wonderful. Yes. And a board book series that are yet to be announced. So I know as part of, I I found this discussion really fruitful and in reflecting on Watercrest because I think the story appeals to me so much because we do need to share our stories and our histories and Yes, and realize that regardless of how specific they are, I think the connection is there. I think a lot of people, these universal themes will connect with more people than we think. Yes, absolutely. I think you are absolutely right. I think there's such power and specificity to lead us to those universal themes that we experience. So thank you so much, Maria. Thank you for being a guest today on Picture Books are for grownups too. Thank you for sharing with us how this tiny tale can lead to big connection. Can you please just let listeners know where they can go to learn more about you and your work? Yeah, for sure. So my website is marianigam.com and I can be found currently on Twitter and Instagram at msmarianigam. And you can sign up to my newsletter for more information on writing and news. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Maria. It has been a real pleasure having you on the show today. You are so welcome, Patrice. Thank you for having me. Please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you loved what you heard, please leave a review. Reviews really help others find the show. If you'd like to receive email updates about new episodes, 
please go to patricegopo.com and subscribe to my newsletter. And remember, the world may tell us that we outgrow picture books, but we have the power to tell a different story. Until next time, keep reading picture books because picture books are for grown-ups too.